This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. This is a very important lesson that uh, I believe is extremely important for every person to um, to understand. And, I, and I'm being very, very serious with this because it hits home. There was a rabbi, Rabbi Lau, I believe, he spoke about this. It says like this, there's three, three, uh, in, three items that if you look in the Torah... It speaks about miksha, which means, let's say for example, I'll give you three examples. Menorah is one. Menorah was that you take the, uh, let's say for example, a block of the gold, and you carve, you can't make pieces for the menorah, it's one piece, and you carve out a menorah. Got it? The next one was the kerubim. On the, on the Aron, the kerubim were, were cherubs. Like little, like like malachim type with wings and things like that, and you had to make it into let's say one block, and they had to chisel it out to make it into into cherub angels. And the third is the trumpets, where they gathered the people together. Those trumpets they got, they, they, there was different types of trumpets. The trumpets that they gathered the people together was also made out of one item. So the pasuk says miksha. Miksha means kashe. It's hard. What's hard? What, what is it? It means you have to put in effort. But the rabbi explains that it means there's a symbolic symbolism for each one, which is, let's take the menorah. It's, that represents the chokhmah. Kiner mitzvah ve Torah or, that represents the chokhmah of Torah, which means it's gonna be, you have to put in effort in order to excel in learning, to enjoy your learning. A lot of people, they, they, you have to understand something. The, the Gdolim, they, they're addicted to the learning Torah. Some people, they can't stop learning. They really can't. They just, they're in love. How they do that? They put in the effort. Yeah, Kadash, is this, I don't want to hear any beats in the background. It's you short. Hear it now, please, one more time. They don't want to have what? They want to excel in the learning. You have to put in the effort. And I always say this, and you should remember this, and that is, the more you are going, for example, to review, let's say you learn a page of Gemara, the more you're going to review it and review it and review it, I know it so well, you're going to enjoy it more and more. This is proofs in the Gemara Mesechetanit I'm bringing out, and I'll give it to you right away quickly. It says about Anti Shabbat, you're not allowed to learn Torah because it's sweet. One of the opinions says over there, if you look in the fourth Perek, it speaks about what? It says, because since you know it so well, so it's so delicious. When you know the Gemara so well, and you review it again and again and again and again and again, and again it's just your Neshama clicks to it. It's beautiful. Second thing is the trumpets. The trumpets is a symbolic for leadership because they gather in the people with the trumpets. They gather, they blew it, and all the people would come together. So it's a symbolism of leadership. If you're going to be a leader in any aspect, I'm talking about in leadership in anything. You, you, you're dealing with a lot of people, you're dealing delegation, delegating here, delegating there. In that situation, you must understand, it requires effort. The only thing is, it just, it requires that you put in the work for it. And I always say, example to it, every father, every mother, she's a leader, he's a leader. And therefore, you have to conduct, for example, your Shabbat table. 
you have to conduct it, it's going to put effort, but you're going to uplift your Shabbat table with some stories, and you come prepared. You say nice, amazing stories, and you're going to put, again, you're going to put that effect to it. You don't say be boring. Uh, no. You're a father, you're a mother, you want to say a story, and you put effort into that as well. And you lead the, lead the Shulchan. The last is the cherubs. And what does that represent? That represents children. Children, it's not easy piss. It's not, oh, you know, you bring children to the world, which is great, but you gotta work it. You gotta work it. You gotta put in chinuch. Don't just rely on the schools, the yeshivot. No. Don't just rely on that. You as parents have to infuse in them more and more. Because when they hear it from daddy and they hear it from mommy, when you put it into them, they'll always remember, especially when they're young, it's called girsa de yankuta, which means uh, 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 learning when they're young, especially from their parents, they see things they'll always remember. And it'll always be in their brains, and it could be 40 years from now. In 40 years, oh, mommy and daddy used to do this. And they're, they're 45 years old. <laughs> It doesn't make a difference because it's so engraved when they're young and, it's from, and from the parents. And that's why as a parent, it's not just cruise control. You don't have, you have the children, okay, let them, let them be. The yeshivas will take it on. No, you, you, read them, uh, read them good Jewish, uh, bedtime stories if you can. Sit on the table, uh, um, uh, uh, learn with them. I was once with a rabbi, uh, Rabbi Saruya. And I'll never forget, I came to him just, uh, I walked him home. I came to him, I see his daughter was on the table, young daughter, young kid, with her uh, sefer, with her book. So I was looking, I said, what is this, Rabbi? He says, no, when I come home, I put my bags down, I put everything down, and first thing, before I eat dinner, I learn my daughter every single night, half hour, 20 minutes, half hour. I was, it was shocked. Just learning. They have a sefer, they have something amazing. Take advantage of it. Work it. Those are the three things I'm telling you. Because it's important. Because when the kids grow up, that's it. They get married. That's it. They are not in your thing. And people who are listening to this and they're not married yet, right? You're going to get married and you're going to have children. You have to understand. You have to work it. Teach them about Gan Eden. Teach them about Gan Eden. Who's teaching about it? You think in school they're going to be like, Gan Eden is this, Gan Eden is that. You teach them about Gan Eden. Tell them how great it is to do a mitzvah. How great it is when you do one mitzvah, you're, you're, you're uplifting the whole world. And not only that, Hashem is going to give you after 120 years. There's a big paradise. There's a big, and the pleasures of it, it doesn't stop. And it's the craziest thing in the world. What about Gehinam? I'm not scared. I'm not telling you to scare the living daylights out of them that you can't sleep at night. No. But there's a concept of Gehinam. There's a concept of that. And I'm telling you, what I'm telling you is, because I remember Gedolim, Gedolim Hador spoke about it to their children, to their children, again, not to terrify them, but there's a concept. There's punishment if they do sin. There's punishment. The brisk, in brisk, listen to this, by Chinuch, one time the kid was standing on the table. His kids were standing on the table. And he didn't do anything. They broke glasses in the table. Imagine, what are you doing in the house when you, when, when you can break glasses? What are you doing? You go flipping out, right? And Brisket didn't do nothing. The, the Brisket dynasty, they, they went ahead, they took a broom, they cleaned it up, be careful next time, and that's it. Us, they, they broke the glass. Ah, don't do it next time. 
One time they had a whole meeting in the briskerov, the whole thing, and one of the kids at the meeting, all biggest rabbanim, were in the middle of the meeting, one of the kids jumped on the table. His kid, little kid, jumped on the table. And one of the rabbis says, you're not going to, Rabbi, you're not going to go crazy on him? Look what he's doing. He says, he's a kid. He pulled him off the table, and he tells him, he's a kid. What do you want me to do? This is what kids do. You know, they're having fun. They're doing this, what they're doing. But, when they do Avon, if they can open up the lights on Shabbat, then they're going to get it from me. They're going to get a nice patch. They're going to get a nice one. He says, what do you mean? What's the... He says, because you think my kid, when he's 25 years old, he's going to stand up on a table? He's not going to do that. What's what's chinuch? What's training kids? To make sure that when they get older, they're not going to do it. They're, they're, he's not going to go when he's going to break a glass when he's 25. He's not going to do that. So I don't have to train him not to break glasses. I know he's not going to do that. But, Favon, who knows what's going to be. And for that, I have to train him well. Don't do sin. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be very, very delicate, especially with children. But there's a concept of, yeah, of, of schar ve'onish. It's one of the 13 principles of Rambam we must believe in. There's reward and there's punishment. You do good, you get reward. You do bad, hasajalom onish. And this is what Abotai, a great lesson. Review these lessons, send it out, review it again. This is very important that we should always hold this with us. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.